Drive time on 91.3. Always on the cutting edge. Voice of the Cape Drive Time, welcome to Friday Book Review. 0829-913-913 is the WhatsApp line. In my hand, I have a book produced by Tafelberg Publishers, Whipold, and the Zanelli Mbeki Development Trust. It's entitled Juara, Induna's Daughter. The author is Mama Joyce Notemba Poliso Siroki, and what a story it is. Uh, Miss Siroki... Uh, as a young person, was quick to question her environment at Crown Mines in Johannesburg, where she grew up in a gated compound for the mining elite. Yet, as a young child, she soon became aware of the harshness of the lives of the men in the barracks behind the fence. Driven by an inner, urgent inner calling, Joyce was determined to change lives and become a social worker. She studied at Fort Hare under the iconic Professor Z.K. Matthews, 1964 Swansea University in the UK, and back home taught at Orlando High School in Soweto, politically active, and then 1976 exploded. Mama Joyce is a passionate feminist, feminist, described as being ahead of her time, served as vice president of the World YWCA, the TRC, and the chair of the Gender Commission. But in the pages of this book, it's more about just that. It's colorful. We've got jazz, travel, and so much more. Mama Joyce, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on your show. Pleasure. Now, what is absolutely astounding, you are 86 years young, and you have done this book well over 400 pages purely from memory. That's an amazing achievement. Well, Safik, when I started uh, finishing the book, I was 86, and uh, I'm now 87, and I'm still kicking, and I just was very excited when my book was finally published, which I wrote so patiently at first, just using pen and paper uh-huh. and, and, and scribbling and scribbling. And then I started learning to use the computer with two fingers. And all it was such an exciting journey just to dabble all dabble in, in, in this new technology and until I finished the book. No, and I must confess, Safik, there were times, because of my age, I would forget somebody's name or that, and I would just, I wasn't ashamed about that. I would quickly ask somebody else, by the way, who is so-and-so with whom we did this and that? <coughs> Sorry, I've got some clue. No problem. <coughs> and then I'll get the name. And I'll just go on and on. No, I mean, it certainly is an, is, is an impressive uh, um, piece of work. And you are most definitely um, a storyteller. There's, there's, there's so much in the book. It's almost, I almost wonder where on earth do I start. But I think I'm going to start at the end, if you know what I'm trying to say. Because what comes through very clearly is faith and action, in your case, is what gives life. 
And there's a quote at the end of the book where you say, the best servant is one who serves to lead. That's an interesting statement, isn't it? The best servant is the one who serves to lead. Yes, yes. And I, I was just, you know, when I expressed that a sentence of faith in action, it was to quote from the Bible that you can't have faith if you don't do something. And you can't believe it. You can't do something if you don't have faith. No, that's true, because you use the analogy of, of uh, dry bones, that uh, yes, what we have to do in, right. what to, in our lives, we have to give life to these dry bones, give human beings their potential to, to be something. And that's very good, because at our time, of course, it's still happening. There are not many changes. Our people were downtrodden, and the women especially were so vulnerable. And they were the least, you know, weakness in, in, in patriarchy, with traditions and, and poverty. And so for me, that was my attention through working with the Young Women's Christian Association, was to give hope to those women and, 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 and instill them with life so that they mustn't be helpless and desolate, and they can they must realize that as long as they are alive and given the opportunity of doing something, they can achieve something. Now, absolutely, I'm sure you'll agree that, that every human being on the face of this earth has, I think, what we can call a hidden potential. But sometimes they need somebody else to, to teach them, maybe somebody else to lead them. Yes, and they need that because of this uh, 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 gender discrimination. Women especially don't have a, 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 a positive self-image. They don't have confidence in themselves. And so one must arouse those feelings in them to make them realize that they are capable. No, no, absolutely. I'm going to jump around a bit because um, there's some very interesting things also at the beginning of the book. You've called the book Jwara. And Dwarcha. 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 All right. Like I'm getting it. That's right. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> now, the, the, the title of the book, it's got to do with the fact that that is one, I think it's called Isiduko. It's one of the Isikosa clan names. Tell us something That's about it. your name. Well, I, I was born into that uh, clan through my father, who was a, a, a manager at the Crown Mines. And he was astonishing. You know, from the, 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 the rural areas where he taught for some years, he realized that, you know, you have to become a, 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 you know, you must, when you meet people, you must uh, 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 recognize them through their uh, uh, clan names. Uh -huh. 
And he was later now called Induna because he had been working with Indunas in the rural areas. The people who were giving uh, advice to people who were trying to help them. And the Joachim clan, people used, didn't know much about uh, Joachim. And but my father was very proud of being a Joachim. And I say somewhere in the book, you must have, you must have read how proud he was to be a Joachim. And he, because he was humorous, he would say, oh, the Joachas are great. When you walk on the grass, they acknowledge your greatness and they just say, Joachim, 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 as you walk. <laughs> right. But you know, when he made those jokes, he wanted to instill in us, as his children, a, a sense of belonging to a, 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 a group. You must be proud of your roots, and you must know where you come from. And so, if you are proud of your roots, you always talk about your clan, the Joachas or the Khadebes, as uh, uh, other people, and so on. So, using a clan name is one of the most respectful ways of addressing somebody and of that person uh, uh, showing how he, he is proud of who he is and where he or she comes from. Your mama Joyce, can you just make sure that you're talking straight into the mouthpiece of the phone? You faded just a little bit on, on the last uh, question there. Okay. That's much better. Now, I yeah. also believe that you are um, a descendant of somebody called King Kosa. Tell us something about that, because um, this is history that, that has been denied so many South Africans, and you've got so much history in your book, but I find this quite interesting is that um, although the apartheid uh, authorities tried to make sure that the Joachas didn't know who they were, you do know who you were, and you do know who you are. Yes. Well, I was told that the the, the Joachas uh, 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 were linked to King Kosa. Uh-huh. And those days, people were not called kings. They would say somebody is a chief or an Induna. Mm. But he, he was a mighty king. And he was proud of his subjects. And he wanted to subdivide his, you know, his knowledge to all of them. Hence, there were different Joachas, Joachas who are uh, descendants of Gianne and Joachas who are descendants of <clears throat> Mazaleni. So I'm trying to explain to our children, because having lived in, in, a, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the urban areas where I was born, I didn't know much about my family. And my dad always told these stories so that we must be proud of who we are. And he would always say, when you walk on the street and, pe- and you pass people, they will think you are nobody. And you will also tend to accept the fact that I am nobody because I'm poor, because I'm a woman, or, you know, that sort of thing. But if you are aware of the fact that you are Joachim, a descendant of King 
jaka. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 don't even ha- you don't even have to say it to the people. The way you behave shows that pride and that respect that you have around the family. No, absolutely, and it it reminds me in a sense of something that happened to you in Pretoria when you were, were very young. You were walking on the pavement. Oh, and a white Afrikaner pushed you off. Now, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know what? The person who humiliated himself wasn't Mama Joyce. It was the white Afrikaner that pushed you off the pavement, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Because he was, he, he was, he was surprised that after he pushed me the first time, I came back onto the pavement <laughs> yes. and, 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 and didn't just whimper and run away. And, you know, and he tried again. And so he is the one who disgraced himself, who went to a, 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 a lower level than I, the person he was trying to, to, to disgrace and, 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 and make her feel that she is so inferior that she's not even worthy of walking along with white people on the on the pavement, and she can rather be knocked down by a car for all I know. You know, so that was a kind of feeling I had about this issue. Indeed, you know, there's just so many things in the book um, that we could discuss, but I think people are going to have to buy it to read all the other details. Oh, oh yes, they must uh, buy it. Mm. I mean, you taught at Orlando High in the 70s, uh, the great Orlando High School. You had That's a gr- right. great principal. You talk about staff riders on the trains, but there's a comment that you make that I want to take up with you. You are, passion- mm. I can, you are a passionate educator, and you actually say that one of the worst things that we did was to close down the teacher colleges that we denied ourselves teaching skills um just tell us a bit more about your feelings on that oh yes i I was really very disappointed when the government closed down the teacher training schools because the because of the bantu education system our teachers were recruited you know carelessly and we tended to have unqualified teachers because they had not been trained. And I remember the, the class of teachers who used to go to those teacher training colleges in, in the country, all over the country, that they came out from those colleges as so, so determined to go and impart knowledge to our children because they were properly trained and they knew how to do it and exactly, you know, how to uh, 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 interest children and, and, and entice them to want to have more knowledge. No, so for me, that was a big disappointment. And I think it was a big mistake that we did. No, I mean, I, I think a lot of people would agree with that because um, so many of, of our top teachers during the apartheid era, people who held young people together, came through those uh, uh, um, uh, teaching colleges. I'm sure you'll agree with that. That we. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, the caliber of uh, 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 my own principal at Orlando I, who I talk about, he, he, he was a very... Uh, 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 
different man who was just uh, anxious and passionate about teaching. Now today, young people, I mean young teachers, just don't even have the space to go to the classroom, let alone the conditions that are there, which also discourage teachers from going to the class to teach and help our children. So the whole system is, 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 is very sad. No, absolutely. Mama Joyce, I'm going to close off the interview. I can't believe the time has flown. With a quote that you've got in your book, you quote Nelson Mandela, or to use his clan name, Madiba, and he mm. reminds us about something. You say this about the TRC. What counts in life is not the mere fact that we have lived. It is what difference we have made to the lives of others that will determine the significance of the life we lead. And Mama Joyce, having read your book, I can assure you that you've made an impression on a lot of people and you've made an impression on me by just having uh, read your book and all I can do, I can wish you everything of the best for the sales of Joaha, Induna's Daughter, a memoir by Mama Joyce Notemba Pelisu Seroki. Hopefully I pronounced some of that correctly. But yes, you have. <laughs> thank God for that. But we wish you everything of the best for your book. It's a worthy read. It's got sadness, it's got laughter, it's got wisdom, it's got stories, it's got humanity, and so many stories about being South African. Mama Joyce, it's been an honor chatting to you. Thank you very much indeed.